Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. To, uh, the Sweet Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Gary, Gary Salazar. I am the Director for Continuing Education and Workforce Training, and uh, we're glad to have you join us. Today, also joining us is, is a young lady who's a, a doctoral student here at Idaho State University. Her name is Alma Jam. Yes. Alma Jam, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, in, and in addition to be a, uh, being a doctoral student here, Alma is a um, former Miss Africa, Idaho. Yes. Yeah, and you look great. I love the outfit. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, you are the founder for um, an organization called The Cost of Freedom. So we're going to be here talking with Alma about a real particular important uh, topic. Welcome, Alma. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, hey, you. let's go ahead and get into this by starting with maybe you saying a few introductory words about yourself, maybe a little bit of your background. And, and the uh, cost of freedom. Absolutely. So before I get started, I just want to say I love the name of the podcast. Um, yes, I love that name. That's awesome. Um, I was born in Cameroon, West Africa, in the region of Amazonia. Um, I have been in Pocatello for over 18 years. So um, I have three sisters, and my mom and dad are here with us in Pocatello. And we, yeah, I've been, this is Pocatello's home just as much as Cameroon is to me, so, yes. Do you remember Cameroon well? I do. I mean, I left when I was about, I just turned 10, so I remember quite a, I, I remember, I know there's a lot that has probably changed, but yes, I have memories that are still there. Still there. Yes. All right. Well, that's awesome. It's always nice to have that history. Yes. And, and your folks are here yes. still? Yes. And, and they came across to to gain work here in the United States? Actually, my dad is an alumnus of ISU. So he's an alum. Yes, he's an alum of ISU, and he um, did his doctoral program in political science here. So um, a lot, some people might be familiar. His name is Martin Jam. Um, but yes, that's Martin how Jam. we came here, because he was cool. here. You got yes. a great last name, Martin Jam. <laughs> yes. Martin Jam. All right, well, that's awesome. Okay, we're going to be talking a little bit with Alma uh, about a, a project that she's very passionate about. You and I met uh, when um, it was the uh, um, Hometown Heroes event yes. that took place on the 7th of September yes. up at the Stevens Performing Arts Center. And I remember walking in and I saw you at one of the tables with another young gentleman. Yes. And you had some very, very um, interesting art. Yes. What were you doing there? So um, we were there to really bring awareness about our campaign called the Cost of Freedom and TCOF for short. But we were there to spread awareness about our anti-human trafficking initiative, which is really to bring awareness and education all over the state of Idaho and beyond. And um, 
I brought Steven with me because he's a young artist, also a student here at ISU, very talented. And part of the initiative besides spreading awareness about human trafficking is just encouraging young people or just anyone really to hound down on their talents and their skills to use that and utilize that to financially um, you know, stabilize themselves because um, when you're financially stable, you're less likely to fall prey into human trafficking. So Stephen was one of those um, students that I brought on just to showcase what he does, his talents, and just bring awareness about what he's doing. And um, it was such an honor to have him during that event. Now that's neat. What, what's Stephen's last name? Apiagai. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Stephen is Nigerian. And um, I don't know if Jennifer would know how to say his last name. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Awesome. See, and that's another distinction. I mean, Africa is so huge. It's a continent and we're from different countries. I've never even been to Nigeria. And then when you even go to those little countries or big countries, whatever, um, there's so many tribes. And so it's just so diverse that, you know, it, to, to put it into realistic or just for you to relate, you know, a tribe would be like Pocatello and another tribe would be like Chubbuck. So once you cross those borders, that's a completely different culture. So that's how vastly diverse it is back home. And yes, <laughs> yes. Well, and so what program is Steven in? Is he an art student? Yes, he's a fine art student. Fine art student. Yes. And I had a chance to look at some of the, uh, the paintings and pictures. He was, he was bringing in like newspaper articles and yeah. combining them with the paint. Yes. Uh, it, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. But that was, didn't you tell me that those were all specific to uh, human trafficking victims? Yes. So Stephen and I had originally wrote an, written up a proposal to work on a project called Liberation. And this project was, um, the, the initiative for it was for him to produce art um, that would tell a story about human trafficking. So each art that he, piece that he would produce will um, all together tell a story, one story about human trafficking, and then host galleries around um, Idaho, Utah, I don't know, anywhere that we can facilit facilitate this gallery hostings where when people come, they can take a piece of that story about human trafficking with them. So that was initially the proposal for that project and you know we're still working on it um, we haven't really had a gallery showing but because of that event the hometown hero Stephen was actually able to I mean those connections really worked out for him because he was able to not only showcase his art but also get an award um, for what he's done so it was he amazing yes so he oh, got cool. a scholarship award and we were able to auction off some of his art which will also go towards his education so nicely nice. done yes. all right well you, you knocked a lot of good things out there <laughs> yes well that was very impressive when i saw that and that was uh a few weeks back um since then uh, are you still working on other events? Absolutely, and I'm so glad you asked. Um, so in October, October 19th, which is a Saturday, we will actually be hosting a Walk for Freedom here in Pocatello. Um, that's actually a global event run by the A21 campaign, and they have these walks that happen all over the world. 
over 50 countries host walks and Pocatello gets to be a part of this um, this year. And I'm so excited and I'm glad you asked. So I really invite, I want to encourage all of you who are interested in coming out to walk with us during that day. And um, we'll be pushing out those promotions very soon here, so. Okay, so that's coming up October 19th, and wait, do you have a route mapped out? What do you, how yes. long is this? So we have a proposed map. We're still trying to get all of that confirmed. Um, so it would be from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Sorry, yes, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And we will congregate at the City Hall parking lot and then walk down towards Yellowstone and probably stop in Fred Myers and circle back. So it would be about a two point something mile walk. It won't be too bad. It's fun, you know, slow. We're not asking you to be, you know, actively prepared to come to this. Um, but we're just walking in silence and dressed in all black to bring awareness about human trafficking um, in our region and all over the world. So. What a great event that looks like that's gonna be. Let's get into this a little bit deeper here. And, yes. and human trafficking is, is, it's a topic in our news. Is, I see it um, fairly regular out there, but let's go ahead and start at, at a level playing field here. What, when you say human trafficking, mm -hmm. what are you referring to? Oh, it's complex. Um, when I say human trafficking for Idaho, it's different. I mean, it's a very different situation that we're looking at. For Idaho, especially what we found out in the documentary that we produced earlier this year was that um, it's a situation that happens within family units. So it's actually mothers and um, fam just family members trafficking their loved ones, um, whether that's um, selling them off for sex or um, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's painful. It's painful what's happening here in our own backyards in Idaho, but that's what human trafficking is in Idaho. Everywhere else you start seeing, it comes into play with you know um, economic situations. And also for Idaho, I have to bring in the fact that there's the labor trafficking as well with immigrant workers. So you see that coming up as well. But human trafficking is just one of those issues that it just comes down to when you're using someone for the benefit of um, sex or labor, and that can take many faces, and it can happen in so many different ways. And um, yes, it's it's a painful subject to talk about. I understand, yeah. and and this can be um, for many ages. Yes, it, it's not just laborers or migrants it yes. also goes down to kids absolutely yes. absolutely kids are actually one of the biggest demographics or populations that are utilized for human trafficking every day of course women um, in general are the largest population but men as well are human trafficked um, it really is modern day slavery anything that we've learned in our history about what has happened in slavery or in terms of slavery that's what's happening today. That is what human trafficking is. It just has taken a different phase and a different definition of how it looks, so. It's a sad thing. Yes. I'm sorry, it's, there, are there like numbers? Do we have an idea of how many people are, are being in Idaho or at least nationwide? Or? Um, so with Idaho, um, it's not very 
so we don't have very strong statistics because not much awareness is known in this area. But overall, internationally, there's over 60 million slaves in the world today. And that, and don't quote me on my statistic, I'm, I'm not trying to put in a fine number there, but I know there's over 60 million slaves in the world and it happens for various reasons. Um, and um, yeah, so. That's yeah. a, I, I, let's follow that for a second. I mean, I mean that is, 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 it's a terrible thing to try to track but I imagine for the numbers that we can get, you know, you can establish, okay, we think there's this many, but there's probably a bunch that are not reported. Absolutely. That, you know, would impact that number even, even more drastically. Especially if it's family. I mean, Absolutely. Know, family members, I mean, that, that's just so secretive. I mean, so, I mean, how do you even find someone to do this? Absolutely. And, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I mean that's, that's a great lead. I don't know if you're gonna talk about this, but, how do you find somebody who is in a situation where they are liable or it's going in that direction or they are being trafficked within a family? I mean, there's got to be some indications mm -hmm. that maybe others could be aware of, we learn about to, to stay aware of so that we, if we see them, mm -hmm. we can at least report them in some direction, yes. um, either within the family or, or, or not. That's got to be tricky within a family, though. Yeah. And uh, so go ahead. I'm I'm so glad you brought that question up okay. because um, and I'll answer the questions specific to Idaho because I want our community to be aware of some of those signs. So for in a family unit, um, it's tricky. It really is. I mean, but it manifests through certain things like domestic abuse. So if you're seeing that occurrence happening all the time, then that's probably a signal that something more is happening. If you're having a child that is missing school all the time, so teachers are actually at a very good place to be able to um, see those signs. If a child is missing school all the time, that's a good indication that something is happening. For um, nurses or just any healthcare worker, people that are coming in with um, a lot of domestic violence um, indications, you know, they've been beat up or any of that malnutrition. These are signs that something may be happening. You know, it's funny, I actually had someone from Boise, after we did the documentary, we had someone from Boise contact me and she said, um, you know, my husband works, works for Uber and she just picked up a girl and she's very, she looks, Something's not right. I just feel like something's not right because she looked very malnourished. She looked um, tired. She's um, very skinny and she's dressed very provocatively. So these are signs. Um, if a, a young woman is under the age of 18 and participating in prostitution, then you probably can assume that that girl is being human trafficked. So, but rather than that, we have vulnerable populations that fall into this. So we have LGBT youth that run away. They are very vulnerable to human trafficking um, schemes. And one of the things that prey um, predators do look for are people that are vulnerable. 
just vulnerable. They're looking for someone to love. They're looking for somewhere to belong. And so they prey on that. They're looking for anyone that has an addiction of some sort. And as we can see in Idaho, we have a huge crisis when it comes to meth and even just drugs and alcohol. And so predators do look for that when they come across victims. And it's easier to prey on anyone that's younger and it doesn't have any connection to the community and so on. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's... There's a lot of signs out there that, you know, I guess unless we become aware or educated of those, we, we can miss. And, and then there's, you know, let's say you pick up on a sign, then it's like, what do I do about Absolutely. this? Uh, last night I was at one of the kind events held, being held at the school district. And a lot of the different agencies, the support agencies with resources, you know, mental health resources, counseling resources, you know, they were there. They were talking about very similar things that we're hearing right here. You know, uh, they need help. They can help, but it's got a surface to their level. Yeah. So, um, you know, the law enforcement agencies, you know, they're very well aware of this. They, they try to do what they can do, but it needs to be brought to their attention. Going Absolutely. back to your, your earlier uh, statement, uh, Jason, about well, how many, uh, we don't know. Uh, there's, there's, there's any kind of a guess. There was an article out about, and it was some, it was Idaho police, I think, uh, was being quoted about well for every one there's at least five out there that we we don't see or we don't know about so and all sorts of stuff goes with that the stigma the family uh -huh. uh, the unreported the people feeling who are the victims are feeling so trapped they don't know where, what to do where to go and you know they they turn to drugs just to get away from it uh, all sorts of reasons that we don't we don't see enough of the problem uh, so what Alma's doing with this is just a, it's a tremendous another awareness effort to help uh, call attention to this because it is significant. It's significant here in Idaho and in southeastern Idaho. Um, we don't know how big it is, uh, but it's a problem. Absolutely. And so thank you for helping call attention to thank this. Thank you. I mean, I think, uh, I think you and, and, and the artist Steve and, and, and the folks who come on the walk and everybody else, anybody who watches this, if you see uh, this maybe it'll maybe it'll spur a thought or some kind of a question, and, and, and that helps. That's that's the growing awareness. I see another question from the audience. What can people do to intervene if they're suspecting some sort of trafficking? So, I would suggest um, not to intervene because I don't know what situation of harm you would be putting yourself into. The best thing I could suggest is to call. Um, law enforcement. So when I say don't intervene, I'm saying directly go into the situation. I mean, as females, actually, when you see these signs, it's always best to, I mean, I've, I've, I've done this before where I used to be a waitress at one of the restaurants here and I saw um, a gentleman come into the restaurant with three other females and one of the females just ran to the bathroom you could tell something was wrong. Something just wasn't right. And um, I took their order, and it was funny because he ordered a huge steak for him and one steak for all the three women to share. But this woman, this particular woman, did not, she just looked, something wasn't right, and she ran to the bathroom and stayed there the whole time. So what I did was I went to the bathroom with her and just gave her my number and told her, look, if you need anything, just let me know. But that's all I could do at the point. And I wasn't even really um, 
very active in TCOF. Like I wasn't even doing this organization yet. But that's all I could do at that point was just let her know if you need support, I'm here. However, in relating back to the question you asked, I will always suggest call law enforcement if you see anything. I mean, they're your best and most um, prepared professional that can address the problem if there is a situation. So the last thing I would want is for anyone to intervene and then get themselves in trouble um, just because you don't know how broad that situation could be because traffickers operate in rings and um, it's dangerous. It's just dangerous. The last thing I would want is you trying to help in and get yourself in some sort of um, dilemma. So always call law enforcement. That's the best approach to it. What do you mean by rings? Um, so there's actually sex trafficking rings, um, and they all correlate. Um, it could be a ring where... Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> what a great question, but we're going to have to stop oh, it. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That's the worst place to end. <laughs> what like, a great question with an answer. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. We're going to have to call it quits right here. Maybe we'll do something with an Easter egg yeah. at the end of this thing. So. Our time is up. No I'm problem. so sorry about no that. But problem. thanks to Alma Jam for uh, talking with us today about this very, very important topic. Yes, um, thank you. I hope all of you in the audience have had a chance to uh, to listen or watch this and uh, and get some good insights. And if you want to reach out and uh, get some more information, um, you have a Facebook page. Yes, I uh, do. Did you already give your uh, address for that? So you can find us at, on Facebook. It's, I've been trying to change the name so it matches our acronym. Facebook is being difficult, but it's N Human Trafficking. So if you just type in N Human Trafficking or um, search at TCOF campaign, you should be able to find us. And we also have an Instagram TCOF campaign as well. And so, yes. Great. TCOF is the cost of freedom. So TCOF. Yes. Uh, those would be great ways if you want to get more information from Alma. And um, can we link your documentary to this? Yes, Are you okay with that? absolutely. Okay, so we'll yes. share that documentary, YouTube documentary link. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that we really great. didn't get to at the beginning, but she has this great documentary out, uh, The Cost of Freedom. It's uh, on YouTube yes. as well, so, but we'll, we'll list that. Y'all take a look at that. It's very informative about uh, Southeastern Idaho. Um, thanks for joining us again. I hope you find something useful. Uh, you can reach us on cetrain.edu.isu. And uh, we've had a great conversation with Alma. Thank you for uh, joining Sweet Talk. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Good job. Thank you. Continuing education, workforce training, Sweet is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is ctrain.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.